Good morning, Cornerstone. We are in Deuteronomy chapter 5. As we have been going through this sermon series entitled, No Longer Slaves. Throughout this series, we have talked about the importance of the law in Deuteronomy and giving the folks uh, coming out of Egypt a new way of living, a powerful new way of freedom. And today we're going to talk about work and Sabbath. Let's read this passage starting in verse 12. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you should labor and do all of your work. But on the seventh day, it's a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or your maidservant, nor your ox, nor your donkey or any of your animals, nor the alien within your gates, so that your manservant, your maidservant may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. And therefore the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath. Let's uh, pray together and then we'll talk. Father, I'm just uh, very grateful uh, that on this Sabbath we can pause, we can rest, we can worship and honor you. It's the time that we gather around your word that we ask that your spirit will just move in a way that we can understand clearly that you will pierce our hearts, that you'll transform our minds. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's uh, conversation was inspired by a book I recently read called Garden City by John Mark Comer. Listen to this chapter titled, I Am Not a Machine. I love it. I am not a machine. He writes this testimony for us to consider. My wife and I didn't have any kids yet, so I just worked all the time. I'd wake up at 6 every morning, I'd read my Bible, I'd pray for a bit, and then I would work until 10 p.m., six days a week. By the time I got to my day off, there wasn't much left of me. We called it my recovery day. I would sleep through half the morning, and when I did get up, I was usually in a foul mood. I spent the day playing catch-up, running errands, paying bills, to-dos around our, our apartment. Basically, I was getting done all the work I didn't get paid for. And then we'd go shopping, and we'd spend money. Isn't that what you do after you work for a paycheck? Sometimes we'd see a movie. Usually we would get into a fight, and then I'd go back to sleep. My day off was the worst day of my week without fail. You can only live like that for so long until it does something to your soul. You erode away a part of your humanness. 
you erode away a part of your humanness. What a lie. The idea of Sabbath found in Deuteronomy is really difficult for us to understand today. So what are we supposed to do on the Sabbath if it's not my honey-do list, if it's not shopping, if it's not getting errands done? Is a nap considered something I should do on the Sabbath? And didn't Jesus do away with the Old Testament laws? So do we really need to follow the Sabbath? Today I want to share with you some thoughts from this passage. I think God wants your work... I'm sorry. I don't think God wants for your work to define who you are. And I don't think he wants your work to control you. I think there's some healthy principles found in his word to help us keep the Sabbath holy and blessed. So follow with me for just a few thoughts if you want to write them down in your bulletin. The first one is this, to set a day aside. Moses tells the people not to make the Sabbath holy, right? Do you notice that? Moses tells the people to Keep the Sabbath. Keep it holy. The key word here is keep. It's a powerful truth for us to hear because God created the Sabbath and he made it holy. And our job is not to make the Sabbath holy. Our job is to keep it holy. The Sabbath was created before the fall of man. The Sabbath was built into the natural order of things. Before the fall, they naturally observed the Sabbath. God didn't command the people to keep the Sabbath until after the fall, which leads me to believe that Adam and Eve probably enjoyed the Sabbath until the fall. Holy means to set something apart. The last day of the work week should look different than the rest of the week. It should be set apart, an intentional day of rest, right? There was a businessman who was harassed and discouraged from overwork, and he took his problem to a therapist. The therapist promptly told him, you need to take a break. In fact, what I want you to do is go to the cemetery every day this week. He said, well, the cemetery, what do you want me to do that for? And what do you want me to do there? And the therapist said, don't do much. Just take an easy look around. Get acquainted with some of those men who are already in there. And remember, they didn't finish their work either. Nobody finishes their work. What did Jesus do on the Sabbath? Do you notice that on the Sabbath, you could normally find Jesus at church? 
at Jewish church, the synagogue. Every Sabbath, you would find Jesus at church. Luke records in Luke chapter 4, verses 14 to 16, that Jesus returned to Galilee and the power of the Spirit, and news about him spread through the whole countryside. He was teaching in their synagogues, and everyone praised him. He went up to Nazareth, where he had been brought up, and on the Sabbath day he went into the synagogue, as was his custom, and he stood up and read. Jesus had just finished fasting in the wilderness. He had just finished being tempted by the devil. He had just finished being baptized by John the Baptist. And he goes into the synagogue as was his custom. To worship and to gather corporately is important for Sabbath activities. We should all set a day aside where we can worship corporately with other believers. Now, Jesus healed on the Sabbath. He, uh, he ate snacks on the Sabbath. Remember, he picked the grain because he was hungry. But he also joined other Jews to worship God in the way that their culture worshiped God. And we need to consider that as well. Set a day aside. The, the second thought I want to share with you is that he set a day aside to rest. Specifically to rest. Our passage today says that no one should work on the Sabbath. Everyone deserves some rest. Even the ox. Even the donkey. Everyone deserves a Sabbath. Genesis account says that God ceased from work. God doesn't need to rest. He doesn't need a break. He doesn't get tired, but he still set a day where he chose to cease from his work. As I mentioned before, this rhythm of life was established before the fall. And as humans... We are not like God. We do get tired. We do need to rest. There was a scene where a father was playing cops and robbers with his boys. And the three of them were in the backyard running around pretty crazy. And one of the boys shot his father, right? With a bang, you're dead. And his dad, in drama, got shot and he put his hand over his head, and he dropped to the ground where he laid motionless for quite some time. So much so that the neighbor said, I'm going to go over there and check out what's going on. He looks like he might have got hurt. And as he walked over to the father, the father looked up at his neighbor and said, Shh, don't give me, a, don't give me away. This is the only rest I've gotten today. I find that as, as Americans, right, we kind of do that. We try to squeeze in a little rest. Let me get out my calendar, see where I can just squeeze in 
a little bit of rest. One of my favorite passages about Jesus taking a nap, right? Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 through 27. Jesus got into a boat, his disciples followed him, and suddenly a furious storm came on the lake so that the waves swept over the boat, but we're told Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up and said, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. And he replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? He got up, he rebuked the winds and the waves, and he was completely calm. And the men were amazed and said, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Let's pause for a moment. Thank you, guys. Pete struggles uh, with these uh, kind of many, many strokes-like symptoms. Uh, so this isn't the first time we've had to check on him. And let's pause and say a prayer for Pete. Father, uh, we just want to say a prayer asking for your healing touch that, Lord, that you'll give the doctors wisdom and whether it's an adjustment of his medication or, or just to know exactly what's causing this, we pray that you'll just give them wisdom and, and help find a solution. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all. So what kind of man was Jesus, friends? Jesus was the kind of man who took a nap. Even when the winds and the waves were beating up against the boat, Jesus took a break. Mark chapter 6, verse 31 says, Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, and even Jesus said, Come on. Let's go by ourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Are we better than Jesus? Are we stronger than Jesus? Do we think we know better than Jesus? It's important to set aside a day to take rest. And the final thought that I want to share with you this morning is that we should set aside a day to rest and to remember. Did you notice that part? On that Sabbath, he says in verse 15, remember that you were slaves in Egypt. Why is it important for the Israelites to remember that they were slaves in Egypt? I think, personally, it was so that, that, that they would not allow themselves to become enslaved again. 
they would not allow themselves to become enslaved again. The Israelites, you guys know this, they were prone to amnesia. (laughs) Sabbath was a memorial to Egypt. Sabbath was a memorial to Egypt. Egypt, the Hebrews were slaves. Slaves don't get to sell. Uh, I'm sorry, slaves don't get to to, uh, Sabbath because they were considered less than humans. In fact, if you read the story of Exodus and the first time that Moses has an interaction with Pharaoh, you can see it seven times. Pharaoh calls the Israelites lazy. Seven times. Nah, they just need to get back to work. They were slaves. They worked all day, every day, until they died. Rest wasn't an option for them in Egypt because rest is a byproduct of freedom. If you don't have freedom, you don't have rest. Shabbat is the Hebrew word for rest found in Genesis chapter 2. God's way of Shabbat was to enjoy his creation. Isn't that another way of saying remember? The Israelites were supposed to remember that they were once slaves so that they could enjoy their current freedom. Shabbat is a verb, friends. Rest is something that you do. It's a skill that you hone. It's kind of like riding a bike, learning to cook, or skiing. Nobody's good at resting the first time. It takes time. It takes practice. It's a rhythm you create. Jesus took time for Shabbat, for quiet, for solitude. After Jesus learned about the murder of John the Baptist, we're told in Matthew 14 that he withdrew by boat to a solitary place. Mark chapter 1 says, While it was still early in the morning, Jesus withdrew to a solitary place to pray. After Jesus fed the 5,000, Mark's gospel tells us that Jesus goes by himself up to the mountainside to pray. Luke's gospel says that Jesus oftentimes went to lonely places to pray. In Luke 6, we're told that he spent the whole night in prayer. Solitude and prayer are incredibly important on the Sabbath so that we can remember and we can rest. And I think that's my challenge to you. Will you set aside a day to rest and to remember? Setting aside a day sometimes means that you need to create a new rhythm in your life. A new rhythm that allows you to be recharged. I did a Google search on what studies are saying about American work ethic. Now, I believe in a good, strong work ethic. I believe it's important. But studies are showing, and you could Google this, 
Studies are showing that Americans are overworked compared to other industrialized countries. And what do we see as a result of overwork? Do a Google search. Depression. The overuse of alcohol. Suicide. Divorce. Broken families. Addiction. Americans are overeating. Americans are overdrinking. They have high blood pressure. They have high cholesterol. We are not healthy, maybe because we're not resting. And God knew exactly what would happen if the Israelites would become slaves to their jobs. God knew exactly what would happen if the Israelites became slaves to their jobs. They would look like us. And that is not the Shabbat that God wants for his people, nor what we need. Will you create a new rhythm in your life? God can help you do it. As we sing this next song this morning, I want you to reflect on how badly we need God to help us in this life to create these new rhythms that we can live out our fullest potential. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing. And as we sing, we invite you to go to one of these three communion stations that are set up. And there's two cups. On the bottom cup is the bread, and on the top cup is the juice. Hold those cups at your seat as you reflect. And then uh, we'll, we'll take those emblems together to remember the sacrifice of Jesus that gives us the power that we need. Let's pray together. Father God, I'm just so, so very grateful that you have created in us new life. And Father God, I don't want to fall back into the old way of doing things. I don't want to fall back into the life of being a slave, but a life of freedom. And so, Father, I pray that you will bring us that freedom, create in us a new rhythm of life, that you'll guide and lead us according to your spirit, that you will transform us to be more like your son. Father, we pray all these things asking that your Holy Spirit and your power will shower over us now. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.